Welcome to The Buff Show, a show brought to you by Mountain Buff Real Estate. We are dedicated to chasing down the buffs of the world and bringing their expertise right to you. All right, guys, welcome to another episode of The Buff Show. Today, I have Jen and Jason here with me with Legacy Pest Control. Hi. So thank you guys for being here. How long have you guys been in business? We've been in business for around 25 years or so. I've been doing this for over 20 years now. Dang. She's been doing it for, what, 12? Over 10 years, yeah. 12, 13 years. That's impressive. You well, know, your your Google reviews show it. Like, you guys have hundred and over 100 Google reviews, which is impressive. All we have really great customers. star and everything. <laughs> yeah. So the main reason I wanted to have you guys on today, because obviously you do a lot with pest control, but I want to talk about termites because okay. a lot of people when buying a house in Utah, that never even crosses their mind. Yeah. And so are, are termites common in Utah? They're really common in Utah. A lot of people think just because of the cold winters that they can't live here, but they just live below the frost line. That's so crazy. They definitely are a thing here. Huh. Because aren't they more like dry or like like Florida and other states, they're more common there, but there's still quite a few in Utah. There's just lots of different varieties of termites. And so they have different kinds of termites there. We've got subterranean that just live deep in the ground. Okay. Mostly. So there's there's like terranean that are more like ants or something that come out of the ground a lot more often. So the subterranean live about 25 feet down in the ground. And then they the workers will come up and forage for the cellulose in the wood and either our structures or dead plant material and take it back down into the colony. And the there's dry wood, damp wood termites, and we don't really get those too much here. Gotcha. So subterranean are what we're dealing with for the main main part of Utah. Primarily. So do like, is it all over Utah or does like say St. George or Moab or some of these other hotter climates, do they still have them down there? Yeah. And they would have more varieties down there okay. because of those warmer climates. Gotcha. So when you're purchasing a house, like I've run into this quite a bit where buyers, we have a home inspection, they come back and they're like, you have termites. And the first thing buyers do is they freak out like, oh, the whole structure and integrity of the house is like, it's going to tip over basically. Is that the case most of the time? Or like, what, what's your experience with termites? So this, yeah, that, in Utah, we don't see it where the house is going to fall over or anything like that. We do see structural beams that have been hollowed out and had quite a bit of damage done to them. But for the most part, if you replace a few beams or, or some people have had to do subfloors in older homes where there's a crawl space with dirt in the ground. But for the most part, it's repairing wood here and there. Yeah. It's not like, gun. yeah, it's not something that you're going to have to knock the house over for or anything for the most part in Utah that gotcha. we've seen. So it's a lot of sporadic damage throughout the house. And I think that's what I've seen too. All the homes that I've sold that have had termite damage in them, it's like you'll see a little bit, just signs of it, but they haven't even gone through. It's mostly mostly surface damage. Like almost like cosmetic. Kind yeah, of. yeah, yeah, like cosmetic damage that you see. So I had a rental property and we had tenants call us and they're like, the walls are getting these weird lines in them. And I'm like, that's weird. Um, and it was like every day it was kind of changing. Mm-hmm. And so I went there, was rubbing it, and then like some of the paint just peeled off. And then you could see underneath the the paint in between the sheetrock and the paint, there was like these little lines that were being 
dug around. And then I called you guys and you educated me that sometimes the termites like to eat the the paper between the the paint and the sheetrock. Mm-hmm. It's the cellulose they the, forage for. The paper on the back of the drywall, though, yeah. they can get into that. And then as they're tunneling through, they're blind. So they're just looking for that wood as well. So they'll just tunnel through that drywall, make pinholes everywhere where you can hit it. Like you said, the paint will fall off. Yeah. And you see the maybe dirt back there or uh, some tubes where they've where they've come up from the ground. So. so like, what do you look for when buying a house? Like, what are some signs that you like? Common signs you see that would indicate termites have been there. So what you just said, mm-hmm. uh, when we're doing a termite inspection, we'll go around and tap the walls. You can probe into them a little bit if you think you're having some soft spots in the drywall. But looking for soft spots in the drywall, like you're saying, you'll, mm-hmm. you'll be able to kind of pop through there. And then maybe if, if you got paneling on the doors you or on the walls, you can see dirt fall down that's oh, behind yeah. the paneling because they won't really eat that paneling is that pressed board okay so they don't like that so looking for those types of signs and then just looking for wood that's exposed a lot of crawl spaces that dirt down there instead of concrete mm. you can just look around the beams and you can see the posts coming down to the ground and just looking for mud tubes right for the most part mud tubes coming up to the wood and then just how you're saying they go with the grain and eat that top layer off of there you can you can start to see it like that too. So they they'll lay mud tubes to get up. Yeah, because they're subterranean, I guess. So they Correct. don't like to be exposed. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. like translucent, and so they don't like being exposed to the light. And they do that those mud tubes to protect them. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. I've seen that a little bit. So one place I always did check for them is in crawl spaces, especially older homes. Like you can mm-hmm. see a lot of termites. It's not uncommon to see termites in in a home that's, you know, built Mm -hmm. in the 50s or 20s or something like that. Another thing that I learned from you guys is termites move a lot. So even though there was signs of them, that doesn't mean there's like still an active mound. Yeah. So if you're seeing signs of them, it doesn't mean that that's that they're active right there or or at all. But if we ever see termite damage, colonies will live down on the ground. So you can't really be for sure. So normally if we do find termite damage and it hasn't been treated with a product called Termidor HE, or SC, we always recommend having it treated just because you don't you don't really know what's right. going on underneath there. So yeah, like at my rental, so I we'll go back to that story. Saw them scratched off the paint. I actually even saw them in there, like moving around. So like it was very active, and I could see the the damage being progressively worse each day. But then called you guys, and you guys spot treated that area because it was just in that one area. And then you did. So let's talk about like treatment because mm-hmm. for me it, it was cool, and I didn't realize how long it can be treated for the guarantees and stuff like that. So maybe kind of go over that. So when we use the, there's a bunch of termiticides on the market to take care of termites. We use a product called Termidor AG. We put a 10-year guarantee on it. Uh, it's a Fipronil. It's the only product that we use that we'll put a 10-year guarantee on. Some companies will do maintenance programs yearly with a midacloprid or bait stations. It's not something that we really normally recommend. They got a lot of good bait stations out there now, though, that you can put around the outside of your house down in the ground and then it has a piece of wood in there and then it has and then once you start getting termites in there you can put the product in there to start killing them oh gotcha and so so you can do it that way but the way we do it is we go around the exterior of the home and dig a trench or probe down into the ground where there's concrete we'll put a a half inch hole every 18 inches and then we'll put the product down into the ground around the exterior of the home if there's anywhere on the inside where we can treat we'll do that as well like you've seen them in the inside we can go down in the ground somewhere in there we'll do that as well uh, to take care of that colony. And if you put it down in the ground right, then you should get about 10 to 15 years coverage out of it. So That's crazy. So basically it creates this 
barrier going straight down the ground that keeps them like away from the coming up through the footings and foundation of the house. Yeah, when they exactly. pass through it, yeah, they won't know that it's there. They'll pass through it, come up and down through it, and take it back down into the colony and then have a transfer effect gotcha. and kill the colony off that way. Gotcha. No, that's awesome. Yeah, when you guys spot treated that, the duplex that we have, um, like we haven't had any issues since. Like it, it almost got rid of them like immediately. So yeah. I think you spot treated the area and then did the perimeter treatment and mm-hmm. it worked like a charm. Yeah. Yeah, just because they were having those live insects inside. but Right. And then a couple of days later, we did the whole thing. Yeah, so it worked awesome. What is like, what's a typical cost that you see for like a termite treatment? I guess it depends on the house and how much concrete there is versus yeah. dirt and stuff like that. But if you were to say an average ballpark range that you deal a lot with, what would you say that number would be? So, I mean, it changes, of course, with the pricing of everything. I think when we did your duplex, we were around like 800 to 1,000. Mm-hmm. Right now, we're typically seeing about 13 to 1,600. Gotcha. Okay. And so that includes like that labor and the warranty and the product and all of that. Yeah. And that duplex, I think, was around 2,000 square feet, like probably about 1,000 square foot, like footprint. footprint. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and it worked. It worked awesome. So... Let's talk about FHA and VA loans because a lot of those require a termite or a, what do they call it? Like a pest certification Mm -hmm. on the house. Do you guys do that as well? Yep. So So, yeah, walk us through that. um, It's mainly VA that requires it these days and it's just an MPMA 33 form. We just go do a visual inspection and checking like crawl spaces and all those sorts of things for any kind of activity. Who orders that? Um, typically the lender will call. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So that's typically how I've seen it too. Rarely are the buyers even aware it's really happening. Um, Until two days before closing. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And then hope, fingers crossed, nothing comes back. We're always the last one that they call for the most part. If it's a buyer, they call about two days before they're trying to to do settlement. And they're like, (laughs) nobody told me. So if you're doing a VA loan, you got to get a pest inspection. Yeah. And it's probably better to get that sooner than later. What if you're cash or conventional? Do you still recommend calling you guys and having you guys do a termite inspection? Or do you most home inspectors will catch stuff? I mean, knowing what I know, I would have someone inspect the house just to be sure. But yeah. a lot of home inspectors do catch it and they okay. do let the homeowners know. They give us a call and we'll come out and just verify what they're having. And like you said, with those uh, 20s and 50s homes with the dirt floors and the crawl spaces, uh, I mean, we find them in almost every single house. So right. when there's a dirt floor in the bottom and it's in 100 years old or, or 80 years old, you know, you just keep on looking because you'll probably find them on yeah. there. So. And a lot of home inspectors, like, I mean, there's so many different kinds of home inspectors out there. So I'm sure some catch them, some might miss it. So if you want another set of eyes, they could call you and have you guys come take a peek at it. Unless you're like VA, then it's almost guaranteed that you'll have somebody like you guys come out and look at it. What what do you normally charge a visual inspection? Does it vary on like the size of the house or is it kind of like a set fee? About 139 to about 169 on that. And that would okay. include like the crawl space and all that sort of stuff, full cool. interior, exterior inspection. And are you guys, is it primarily termites? Do you ever come back with other pests that might be an issue or is that the main one that you look for here in Utah? A lot of people do call us out for termite inspections, but when we're looking around, we can let them know kind of anything that we've seen in right. there. But for the most part, like the termites are what they're really worried about when they call us out for those type of inspections. 
And then, you know, when we do road inspections and stuff like that, it's not like people are freaking out about their structure or anything. So for the most part, when we're doing termite inspections, they're really, that's like the main concern for most homeowners. So, What advice do you have? Say a buyer just had a home inspection done and it came back with, you know, an active termite mound. What would you say to them if they were to call you and be like, what do we do? Should they back out of the house? No. No. <laughs> no, it's not as big a deal as people think. Okay. Relax. Yeah. You know, treatment with a 10-year warranty, you're looking thirteen to 1600 on most of your average size houses. Yeah. So if you like that house, like, don't even worry about it. It's so fixable. Okay. No, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. And like, rarely do I see structural damage. It needs to be even repaired. But even if there is some floor joist in the crawl space, you can just sister up some joists down there. Like, it's manageable. You can fix it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who do you typically see pay, f- pay for the repairs? Um, If it's a homeowner, obviously the homeowner just pays yeah. with sales. Like if someone's buying the house, it's just negotiated. Yeah. And I'm, sometimes we're not even really sure. You Who's know? paying for yeah. it? Yeah. We have we have agents call us sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. so it's all sorts of. I, I would say like most of the cases that I've seen, if it's a seller and a buyer find termites damage, a lot of times the sellers will pay for it because they want yeah. it or they'll split it or something like that. Sometimes you'll have a seller that refuses to, and then the buyer can decide what they want to do. But I mean, it's always just like meth, radon, and all these other things. Termites is another like common one that we run into. Do you have like a percentage or a number of homes? If you're doing the termite inspections, do you have a ratio? Five out of 10 homes come back with termites. Is there a number like that that you see commonly? So the older homes, like he said, I mean, if there's wood beams into that dirt crawl space... Like almost guaranteed. eight almost out of every, 10, yeah. you're going to find almost them. every time. Yeah. 90% Unless they've of the time. been treated. Yeah. The newer homes, it's, it's not quite as common. Yeah. You know, well, I was, I was telling you, uh, an inspector friend of mine just like yesterday, I think he posted on his social media is inspecting a multi-million dollar home and it had a lot of termite damage yeah. and pretty bad. I'll have to link it in the video, but it was, yeah, there, it was impressive, like beams and up, up the, it was like the pony walls in the basement and crawl space. It was impressive. But yeah, huh. so I guess just keep an eye out on all homes, but especially yeah. those older homes. Definitely. It seems like you'll always find a little bit here and there. And it's interesting how they move around. They could be there for a week and then be gone and you might not ever have a problem again. But it's good if you guys have that spot treatment, like you just have it done and you don't have to worry about it for a long time. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. What other services do you guys offer? Well, we do uh, anything with the with pests. So we spray houses for spiders and ants and just your common pests where mm-hmm. we do around the house and the yard, inside, outside. Take care of rodents. I mean, pretty much I, raccoons. Oh, that's crazy. That's yeah. cool. Good to know. Almost anything. Birds, bats. Yeah. Do bird I've, exclusion, yeah. I've had, so I've had clients with like raccoons in their uh, chimneys and stuff. Mm-hmm. Multiple raccoons yeah. um, right here in Ogden. And then my mother-in-law in Hennifer, she just had a massive issue with bats in her attic. Yeah. So you can do that too? Yeah. Yeah. There's a certain time of the year that you're not supposed to mess with them when the babies are in there, when the babies are flightless. Yeah. And so uh, summertime, uh, I believe it's through. Just during their breeding season, uh, you can't June through really. August. Yeah. Because they're protected. So it's yeah. like they this are. whole long <laughs> process protected. that you're like, man, like I can't just 
So if you had them last year, now's the time to get those holes sealed up. Okay. They'll fly in those vents. I mean, it's crazy. I see them flying just around Ogden at night. So, like, do they leave in the wintertime, or what happens in the wintertime? No, they'll be up there. uh, They'll be in your roof all year round uh, or wherever they're hanging out. And then it's just that certain time of the summer when the babies are flightless. So if you seal seal them up or you start trying to get them out of there, because you can't kill them. So you just kind of, there's a sock that you can put on the hole and then they fly out and they can't get back in okay and then you seal up the hole but if you do that and the babies are in there then they all die and and so you you just can't mess with them at a certain time of year that's crazy right now you could get them out of there seal up the hole you just can't kill them or anything like that so basically you you catch them as they're leaving and get rid of them and then once they're all out you seal up the hole and yeah it's like a one-way door they can fly out but they just can't get back in and then they just got to find somewhere else to live and we're not killing them <laughs> yeah that's so, crazy yeah. and her i can't i don't know who did her like i remember it being it was just a few months ago but it was a huge process and it they were they did have babies so they had to wait mm-hmm. and there were bats like all over the exterior of their house like it was and they leave a mess yeah it's, it was a yeah. big deal and then in the attic like i can only imagine what their attic looks like with all the bat poop and stuff like that yeah. in there so interesting things that you like would never think about when buying a house. Um, mm-hmm. But I guess that's another thing that you could catch on that visual yeah. inspection. Type yeah. deal. You'll see their droppings a lot of times on the porch and you'll think, oh, it's like a mouse, but it's bigger than a mouse and it's up on a ledge or yeah. something like that. That's and crazy. So that's a lot of times bats. Crazy. And then what about like rats and rodents? Do you, do do you see a lot of, of issues with mm-hmm. those? Yeah, yeah, every day, all all day we get calls for rodents. All fall and winter, if you have a lot of people like investors and wanting to buy Airbnbs, it's a huge problem because the house sits vacant sometimes. Yeah. And so we have a lot of people that are like, my guests just called and we've got rodents. and Yeah, and that's a huge deal because I've seen that before. And you'll have renters call saying, hey, we've spent all this money to be here for this weekend and a mouse ran across the floor, give us a refund or something yeah. like yeah. that. Yeah. So, yeah, the mitigation is well worth the expense in compared to the problems and negative reviews you would get yeah. on your house. So people with Airbnbs, that's a big concern. We're up there a couple of times a week, at least in the Ogden Valley. Wow. For Airbnbs, taking care of that. Hmm. Is that like a spray or like how do you uh, deter like? For the rodents? Yeah. Uh, we mostly trap them and, and bait them. So okay. poison them. So we use bait stations around the outside of homes that will keep that bait secure and away from non-target animals and kids. Gotcha. Single feed bait as they're moving around the outside of the house. It'll help kill them that way. Inside we'll trap them or bait them so with small bait stations or in placements where kids and pets can't get to it. Put a bunch of traps and, and poison out to kill mm-hmm. them. Single feed bait. And then uh, there's not really a spray that we would use for them. So Gotcha. Yeah, our trailer, like we bring a trailer up in the mountains into the Uinas in the summertime, and it just gets hammered with mice. Yeah. It's so annoying. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, an exclusion, like if you can figure out where they're coming in. Yeah. We just had a property that we were at yesterday and brand new house, you know, right by the dam, everything like that. And they're just sealing up as many holes as they can. Because if you can keep them out, that's great too. Yeah, that's like the best yeah. way to do it. Can't they fit through like tiny holes though? They tiny, can. Like, 
it's it's tough on older houses, but newer houses, you know, they're sealed up pretty well. And so if you put mesh over, you know, any utility entrances or anything like that, just make sure your garage door seals are sealed up real well. Yeah, that, that'll keep them out. Those mm-hmm. are the biggest, that like the new houses have the seals that are don't come across all the way or where the AC lines running into your house. They leave a big gap around there. We see them going straight into your utilities oh, and into yeah. the, your walls that way. Yeah. And so that happens a lot right there. So I had, so we remodeled the house in Eden tore off all the sheetrock and on they had blown in um insulation and there was just tunnels and dead mice and everything in there it was so gross yeah Yeah. um hopefully when we did the remodel it sealed up well enough that they don't get back in but yeah that was a problem we were running into on that one but it was an 80s house like probably just not sealed off the best and yeah, we see them in the attics, you know, like all over the houses. So I don't know how they get up in the attic, but we see, like you're saying, the tunnels all over, and yeah. dropping and urine and crazy <laughs> up in the attics all the time and all over the house, really. So just climbing walls. Hmm. Yeah. Yep. So what um, you guys do, like weekly, monthly services, obviously you can work with buyers and helping them find any issues, but what other services do you offer? Do you have like the treatments that you just come and spray every month or... Yeah. Can you explain that? Yeah, we do commercial accounts where they need preventative uh, maintenance just monthly. Have us come out and we'll do treatments for rodents or or for for just your general insects, roaches and things like that mm-hmm. as well. And then quarterly for residential mostly we'll come out about every three months, take care of your general insects like that or your rodents, you know, a few times a few times a year or quarterly uh, okay. to refill those bait stations or we just refill them when we come back to spray for you quarterly. And then we do like bed bug treatments that are just one-time services. We got bed bugs today we'll be doing. Wow. And uh, that's just like a single treatment for the most part. If they need a follow-up treatment, a couple treatments. Gotcha. What about like the, are they voles or moles in the grass that kill people's, do you guys do that? Yeah. Yeah. And that's the same. It's just a rodent. It's just a field mouse. Okay. And so, yeah, we've got people up in the valley that have them so bad. We're up there refilling their stations every other month in the winter. And Wow. That's crazy. So. When is like the best time to treat? Obviously, I, I think if I were to guess, wintertime is when you'd have the most rodent problems mm-hmm. because they're trying to get into the warm, but not yep. as many insect problems. So probably more rodent problems in the winter. And then in the summer is when you do a lot of the spiders and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so we do the spiders and everything all year round still you know the numbers just die down yeah just harbor throughout the home people get ants in the winter still gotcha and we have a lot of people like up in the ogden valley they'll do a quarterly in the winter and then a monthly in the summer because like the box elder bugs and Mm -hmm. wasps and yeah different things like that so let's do the box elder bugs because that's a big deal (laughs) it is what can you like what solutions do you have to offer about that or is there Get a spray all yeah. the time. <laughs> yeah, we use a product that's micro-encapsulated. And so when we spray it, we'll hit the walls and it, like up into the trees. They like to be in the maple trees a lot. So yeah. if there you got some trees around the house, we'll hit up into the trees, kill them that way, and then use that micro-encapsulated product. And then as they land on it, it'll just keep killing them, gotcha. uh, absorb into their system and keep killing them. So it just kills them on impact. Like basically if they're on it, it kills them. But does it deter them really? It's not, a it's deterrent. not like, yeah, like not a non, it's a non-repellent. Yeah. So, okay. It, so they don't even know it's there. And then once they land on it, it absorbs into their system and yeah. kills them that way or on contact when we spray on okay. contact. So it's made to be a non-repellent. Same with the termiticide. So they don't even know that it's there. They crawl through it and it kills them that way. Gotcha. Interesting. So, no, that's cool. They do have repellents and things like that too, though, but we don't really, we don't use 
too much too of those. Too much of those, huh? Yeah. Okay. Mosquitoes. Have you done anything with those? Really? Wow. You guys do everything. Yeah. yeah. So with mosquitoes, I mean, they're flying. Any kind of flying insects, you pretty much got to hit where they're breeding. Yeah. And that way it keeps those populations down around your property. Yeah. So if you have like wetlands or a pond mm-hmm. or something like that. They'll Any standing in, water you yeah. want to get rid of. Tire, the old tires you see them in, bird bath, you know, mm-hmm. ponds that, are, that don't have the filtration going or even if they do. So they make products that you can put actually in the pond water uh, that's safe for the fish. Oh, wow. And it'll help kill the the larva in the standing water. And then uh, use a mixture sprayer that will put out smaller droplets into the bushes up about so high into the bushes and the grass and around the home. Hmm. And so when they're trying to get that honeydew out of the uh, out of the bushes and the in the dew off of off of it, then it's when you kill them. Gotcha. Huh. That's wild. And what about flies? Like if you have a horse property and you get a lot of flies, do you have solutions to that? So there's like a fly bait you can put on any of any animal excrement. That's where they're going to breed. Dogs, horses, you know, any of that. And so just keeping that cleaned up and then spraying those with that bait so that they die off when they land on it and they're not just not able to breed as much. But with a horse property, it's hard. Yeah, it is. (laughs) It is definitely harder. Yeah, my neighbor in the valley, he's awesome because he goes out and like shovels his horse poop every day Aww. and like keeps it clean. He's um, a good neighbor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah a he, he neighbor. is awesome. It's hard when you have animals. There's just, there's going to be a lot of flies, yeah. Right. Yeah, we have goats and dogs and stuff, so. Yeah. But no, this has been very helpful. So where can people find out more about you or get in contact with you? Our website, LegacyPestControlUT.com or LegacyPestControlWY.com. We have a Wyoming location as well. Oh, sweet. And then about eight locations up and down the Wasatch Front. So we serve from Logan to Provo right now and then Wyoming. Awesome. And so our number is 801-779-3131 or LegacyPestControlUT.com. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for coming on. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much. Perfect, guys.